Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand, and now I'm a work-at-home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you, so scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, How to Sell Your Stuff fam. Welcome back to the podcast this week. Uh, This particular episode, I am in advance a hot mess. I don't know why I can't get my thoughts together, but the um, internet was acting wonky and our conversation was like chopping in and out with it. So we did our best, but I don't think it's going to disappoint you anyway. Our guest is on fire. She's so great. So uh, before we get into today's interview, I just want to remind you that tonight, the day that this episode is airing, is our live masterclass, the Micro Niche Magic Masterclass, where I'm going to be teaching all about how to find demand and hidden opportunities and micro niches, which if you have been around here for more than three episodes, I promise you've heard me talk about how the way you beat saturation on Etsy is to find the micro niches. So rather than trying to compete with the really, really big keywords where there's tons and tons, hundreds of thousands of competing listings, we're going to niche down and find the micro niches where there are still searches happening from customers, but there is not as much competition. I'm going to show you all of my secrets on tonight's class. So pop down into the show notes if you want to get your seat last minute. If you're hearing this after the fact, there will also be a link down there where you can get a replay. So make sure you don't miss this. This is what Over 90% of people are getting wrong on Etsy when I do shop reviews, when I do coaching calls. People are not understanding that they are are trying to sell things to way broad of an audience and customer, and we need to get more specific. I'm going to show you every secret, every tip I have on how to do this. It's... We're about to change the game for the How to Sell Your Stuff family. I can't... I can't wait. Not to mention, it's just so fun to be live with you guys. So join me for that. Also, if you haven't yet, check out the How to Sell Your Stuff YouTube channel. I'm having a ball over there. And let's see, other than that, you might be entertained. Any of you who are more interested in like the personal side of my life and how we're getting ready to move to this farm. I've been doing a um, TikTok and Instagram account, like showing the moving to the farm process. And um, I ultimately want to use it to try testing out TikTok shop as well. But it's I'm doing like fun content over there. So that's I'll link that as well. It's at smiley underscore Lizzie on how to sell on, on, on TikTok and on Instagram. If you want to share the more personal side of the journey, I literally just posted a video of my my 16-month-old son who constantly rides our a robot vacuum around the house. So it's been like our our um, moving MVP. And uh, it's just a hysterical clip. And of course, I had to use like Beyonce's Texas Hold'em song because we're in Texas and we're moving to a farm and it's just it's just perfect. So Lots of entertaining things happening over there. But today, um, this is going to be so fun. 
We are having the lovely and charming Angel on the podcast today. You may have seen her on TikTok as Passive Income Angel or on YouTube where she creates a lot of valuable content. She and I are actually in like a YouTubers group together with like some of the top creators um, where we all help each other and network. And so we've been getting to know each other. She's absolutely lovely. And I thought it would be so fun for us to have just like an Etsy coach chat today and talk about her story. And um, she really drops some amazing tips for new sellers. And if you're in the print on demand space, she's focused there. If you're in the AI digital product space, she focuses there. And then she's also going to be giving us some tax tips. So I'm excited to share this with you. It's such a fun conversation for me as well. So without further ado, please help me welcome Angel to the podcast. Angel, yay! Thank you so much. Welcome to the podcast. I can't tell you how happy I am you're here. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, how have we not done this before? I, I don't know. I've heard a lot about you, though, I've and I've had friends on your podcast before. I know Jenny's been on here from Jenny, Jenny from the shop um, and has just raved about about working with you. Oh, well, Jenny, Jenny's a household name around here. Like people, we are we are all diehard Jenny. Um, I've only heard the most lovely things about you as well. And this is so fun. I'm, I'm excited we get to be like business friends now. So let's, I'm actually, I'm going to be hearing a lot of this for the first time myself. I'm actually, I'm, I'm a little excited because a lot of times I already know stuff about my guests. This is so fun. Tell us your story. Like I'm guessing there's got to be some entrepreneurial stuff going on back there. Where did you get your start? What's your background? Like all, give us, give us the whole thing. Sure. So I am actually from the education field. I taught um, at the elementary level for about 10 years. Um, I did. I even got my master's degree. Um, I taught as an adjunct uh, faculty member at a un- university and I got my, my master's in reading education. Um, and so I was, I was pretty, um, pretty comfortable in my field. But even with two incomes, my husband and I found us like kind of living paycheck to paycheck, having trouble saving extra money, and we sought student loans and things like that. Um, and so that's kind of what drew me to getting like a side hustle. And then I also had a daughter. So um, when, and when she was about 18 months old, I really was dead set on being able to find a way to work from home before we had a second child, because it was just so much to juggle. Um, and so I decided one day I was going to start this, this um, online business. I wanted to originally sell handmade jewelry on Etsy. And, oh my gosh. Yes. And I was super excited about it. I was going to sell, um, I was going to sell these little earrings. I'm actually wearing them right now. <laughs> little little oh, earrings. Oh, YouTube channel, guys. <laughs> <laughs> super cute. Um, and when I did my initial research for being an Etsy seller, I was a little intimidated and discouraged because I discovered that like 65% of Etsy sellers make less than $100. Um, yes. And also just the reality that I would have to make a ton of product to actually make money, enough money to notice a difference in our income. But despite all that, I was I was dead set. I was determined. Um, and so I went online onto YouTube, like like a lot of people do, to see um, how to do well on Etsy, how to be successful on Etsy, and how to make different types of jewelry that would sell. And I happened upon this idea of print and demand. And it was just mind-blowing to me. It almost seemed too good to be true, you know, where it's like, okay, so I can upload my design to this uh, print and demand platform and they will print and ship it for me. Like that seems too good to be true. But I decided to set, set up a shop and I, I learned a, I learned about it from a YouTube video on like a Saturday. And by like Friday, my shop was set up um, because I was just no so, way. I was so determined. And 
and I didn't know how to do anything. You know, I didn't know how to make a YouTube banner or a listing. And I, I think my first listing I made on my phone, which is the worst place to create an Etsy listing. <laughs> um, as far it's as especially print on demand, I can't even imagine like trying to do that. To that. <laughs> yes, but I was just determined. And and initially, it, I wasn't successful because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, my designs weren't very good. Um, I didn't know how how to add new value. I didn't know how to understand what was in demand. I didn't understand SEO. And so I thought I was just kind of failing at it at first because like a lot of people, I would put up like two listings and like check my stats, you know, like, what do you mean I only got one view? You know, I'm, I've worked so hard and I have all these listings up. So it was discouraging. And so I actually switched from print and demand to digital sales and decided, okay, well, I'm going to try digital um, because I started watching a few YouTube videos about being a digital seller. And I actually had my first bestseller with a digital birth announcement. It was a Valentine's one. Oh my gosh. And I was ah. like so excited, like, okay, now, I, now I'm starting to get this. You know, I started to learn more about, you know, making sure my thumbnails were, were more, more professional. And I was starting to understand SEO better and just kind of putting all the pieces together. A lot of people think that this is like a get rich scheme and it's not. It's it's like any business business that you that you would approach whether it's real estate or you want to start a, a business from the ground up. You, it takes time and skill and a lot of learning. And there's a learning curve involved. And so a lot of people go in thinking that they're just going to like make tons of money off the bat, but it's it, it's a time investment. It might be a little bit of a money investment certainly not not as much as if you're going to start a business from the ground up because this is an ingenious business model because it's so low risk and you have so much to gain by the skills that you're going to acquire and so it was it was a learning curve but, but I I decided I was really still leaving money on the table not trying print and demand so I decided mm-hmm. Decided right before Q4, it was in the springtime, I wanted to, to try it again. And I got into group niches like teachers, seniors, seniors is a great one, and family matching family. And oh my goodness, my shop just went nuts. Um, no I couldn't way. believe it. Seniors like old people or seniors like graduating high school? Graduating high school. Because okay. a lot of people will buy group, groups of them. You know, they'll buy it for the whole mm-hmm. football team, the whole cheerleading team, the whole, all of the mm-hmm. soccer moms want, want one, you know? And so, I quickly discovered the value of, of, of being in group niches um, because someone isn't just purchasing one, they're purchasing multiple. And so you, you there's more profit to, to, to be gained when, whenever you're selling multiples instead of just like a one-off, like if they're buying just one, one bodysuit or one shirt or one mug, if they're buying multiples and you're still charging them that upcharge for the shipping, then you're really gaining more profit for each item after one item, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it was just really exciting. We, we all of a sudden had disposable income. I was able to pay off um, our car, car loan. We were starting to pay more on our mortgage. And all the while, we were just kind of preparing for me to be able to quit my job. So we we're just trying to pay down all of our debts um, and just get us into a really good position. So for the first year, it was just all about um, trying to save, build our savings and pay off debts. Um, and just and, and just consider this as a long-term investment. And so I just, I spent a lot of time learning and gaining skills and, and a lot okay. of A-B a- testing, a lot of A-B testing. Okay. Well, put a pin in that because we have to talk about that. Sure. Uh, I don't want to forget, but that's because no one's ever said that on the podcast before. Can we, I want to back up a little bit though. Did you ever, did you ever try the jewelry or the handmade or were you talked out of that before you even tried? Oh, it? never tried it. I, I just, okay. I, I was, so, I was sold. I was sold. I, I'm like, okay, I don't have to make it. I don't have to ship it. Um, I'm sold. 
So digital okay. and print demand to me are, are um, the lowest risk opportunities on Etsy. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and and I think handman, else- handman can be great too. I have a friend who does handmade jewelry. She loves it and it's very therapeutic for her, uh, but she, she she is going to have a lot of difficulty scaling it. And that's and she's fine with that because she, she doesn't want this huge business. She just wants, you know, this fun, creative outlet. And I think that that's amazing. So I, you know, kudos to, to handmade sellers. Um, I think that there's still lots of opportunity on Etsy on that, but as a, as a mom who was working full time, I did not have the time to do that. I absolutely. So when we, I don't know if you know my background at all, but we, um, I started in 2016, my daughter was, was, was almost one. And I started, I had, had tried to sell my own website. We sold wood signs the scaling was exactly what became a problem, which I'll talk about in a second. But what was so interesting is that we were able to, well, I, I wouldn't say we properly calculated what our work costs, like the time and effort we put into actually doing the physical labor, but being able to sell something that was a little more expensive, mm-hmm. the cheapest sign was $40. And so you, that's very different than selling a $10 piece of jewelry where you're doing all this work by hand for a small profit. Yes. So I think I think there's massive opportunity for handmade because I think the more digital we go in our world, the more people are obsessed with things I can touch with my hands, things I can feel that have an earthy, just homey. There's so Mm -hmm. much opportunity, but think about, I think, I think sellers need to think about what is my profit margin and how am I going to scale this? Because I remember I was one of the earlier sign shops in the space, Mm -hmm. but very quickly, a lot of people joined it. And what they ended up doing is buying these machines that would print like a farmhouse looking sign Mm -hmm. and I'm still over here painting them, but the average Etsy buyer didn't know the difference or care. Mm-hmm. They just wanted the same price point. So I was giving them a superior product for the same price because I couldn't, I tried to sell it for more, right. but I couldn't. So it's so interesting. And I just, I'm just like so thrilled that there's people on both like my, um, everyone always hears me talk about Aunt Robbie on the podcast. All she wants to do is work with her hands. Mm-hmm. I have tried to pull her into my AI digital shop world. And she does not want to do that. You know, she's like, mm-hmm. AI is cool. I don't want to sit here and build templates. This sucks. And I'm like, fair, but she wants to work with her hands. So I love that there's just different people and we can all find our thing. But anyway, I digress. Um, Angel, did you try any other side hustle before Etsy or was Etsy like the one from the jump? I mean, as a kid, I was that kid who would make paper dolls and try and sell them at school and bracelets. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Out of my backpack <laughs> or bring like snacks to sell. Um, so I think I always had an entre- entrepreneurial spirit. And then in college, I was a ceramic. I did just like as a hobby, I did ceramic arts. So like pottery. And I went to art shows, shows and sold those. Um, and so it's kind of always been in my spirit. But there was no one who was a business owner in my family. And so I kind of bought this whole idea that you have to go to college, you have to have, you know, a blue collar job, you have you like that you really like the artists actually starve and they can't pay their bills. You know, I took I even took a graphic art design class and like was bored to death because the professor was so boring. And and I just I because I because I considered going into the arts as my major, and I just didn't see a viable way to make income. And so I just bought into this idea that I had I had to get a degree. I chose teaching. I chose a really safe field. And and there's a lot of creativity involved in teaching, for, you know, for sure. And so I still got to have a creative outlet with teaching, um, but not like what I could have had with with the arts. So yeah, I just I just I really didn't because I I didn't understand. It. I thought you had in order to have a business. I thought you had to have a business degree. You know what I mean? I was literally raised the exact same. Well, I, my parents were entrepreneurs, but I was definitely taught go to college and all of that. So the second you decided I need to find a side hustle, you immediately started with Etsy. It, immediately, yep. 
I just, no I don't know why. I, I think because I went to Etsy for handmade gifts and I knew that mom and pop shops were doing it. And so whenever I decided I was going to make jewelry, just Etsy was like the place that the, the, um, the best platform that was the only platform I knew of where you could create a shop and sell. It makes total sense though. Actually, when you talk about like, oh, I was selling paper dolls as a kid, I was selling pottery as a, you know, college student or whatever. That's so that it makes sense. That totally tracks. I have, I have so many questions. Um, the beginning of your shop, like when you first launched, you started with some print on demand and then you added digital and then you went back to print on demand. Do I have Correct. that right? What, what I actually ended up doing was I deleted it. I actually deleted all of my really crappy, terrible print on demand uh, listings. And then I just made the first shop all digital. And then I opened up a new shop um, for the print on demand in July. And then do by- you still have that? Yeah, yeah, like I still have all of my shops. Mm-hmm. No way. Okay, yep. keep going. Since, I'm just gonna... Yeah. Since then, I've added two new digital shops. So I have one print and demand and three digital. Okay. Wow. I'm already like with the three. No, the four. No, you know, I can't say anything. That I'm basically doing the same thing. It's the yeah arrow is pointing at me. What like so? Gosh, I I just want to know so much. So print on demand. I mean, you know what we should do? We should go back to the A/B testing, Angel. That's sure. what we need to do. Sure. So you it. It sounded like print on demand really took off for you when you started doing things where people would buy multiples. And has that been something you've stuck with, like that kind of a, an approach? Yes, yes. And sometimes if okay. I just catch a trend. So going back, going back to my education um, training, um, yes. and my reading specialist training, we really had to be taught how to find patterns in children's learning um, to to identify right. a learn a reading disability. And I really think that's helped me be an Etsy seller because I'm, I can quickly identify patterns and trends. And it's really helped my shop, especially if you can spot stuff early, because like, for example, um, I've had things happen in my shops that like what you would think would be random, but it happens over and over again, where like, I will have a listing featured in a major news article. Um, I'll have an influencer with a million followers, like Macy Blackwell once wore one of my sweatshirts that she bought from my shop. And it was just because I was, I was, but that kind of stuff has just continually happened in my shops. It wasn't like a one-off, but it's because I come, I I come early, you know, I I spot the trend, post it early, and then it it will go viral on its own. And now people have, and now people have, have TikTok, you know what I mean? So it's, you you can do this so much easier than what I, I had to rely on. I just had to rely on like it going viral on its own essentially. Um, And so now with TikTok, I mean, it's, it's it's limitless as far as getting your products to go viral. Have you looked into, uh, I've saw that Printify has like a connector for TikTok shop, but I feel like Printify doesn't turn stuff around fast enough for that. What are your thoughts if on you, that? They have a, a new um, express shipping. It, the catalog is a little bit more limited, but it is fast. Okay. I, I I have orders that will go out in hours with it, with the express shipping. It, like I said, their, their, their um, catalog is, is much smaller. But yeah, they now have an express like two two day guaranteed shipping and they will actually refund your order. They will refund your order. Printify will if it doesn't arrive in time. Do you have you tried that over the holidays yet? Yeah. Yeah. I did a couple orders over the holiday. I I would say several, several. I didn't I didn't have any like like big selling listings that I used it with because I was nervous um, because I didn't want to guarantee two day shipping. But I would say by next I would say by Q4 if if, I think it it would be fine to, to do it. And and that, that really oh yeah yeah and it's and it's such a game changer because one of the downsides of selling print and man was like the the longer shipping times it was really hard to compete with those um, mom and pop shops that has like two day shipping but now you can 
What is it? Is the shipping for express shipping a lot more? It is. It, it is a little bit more, but not a lot. It's it's like only like okay. a couple dollars more. It it depends on the product, you know. But it's very reasonable. Like that I was surprised. So I I was shocked. I was like, oh, it's only like a few extra dollars. Like okay. <laughs> and people I feel will, like that's a whole pay more. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm definitely so look cool. into it. Definitely look into it because it's it's really cool. Okay. If you guys have been listening to me for more than 20 minutes, you've probably heard me talk about the three most important components of a successful Etsy shop. So number one, a product that people are actually searching for and buying right now. Number two, beautiful product photos that stand out in the search results. And number three, your SEO or keywords, which really simply just means your Etsy listings need to include the exact same phrases that your shoppers are searching for up there in that Etsy search bar. In fact, even if shoppers are buying your product like gangbusters from other shops and your pictures are like the quality to be on the cover of a magazine, if you don't have your SEO nailed and those perfect word phrases all throughout your Etsy listings, shoppers will literally never find you. So wait, 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 don't feel discouraged. I've got you. I want to let you in on my secret weapon for SEO on Etsy. It's a website called Sale Samurai that mines all of Etsy's shop and listing data so that you don't have to. Thank you. (laughs) You can find out what keyword phrases are searched the most for every single niche and how many listings are using them so that you can understand how steep the competition is. That is so helpful. So within the program, you're able to see details like hundreds of other keywords you can use, what shops and listings are performing the best in your space, what the pricing competition looks like, and so much more. It's literally literally a goldmine of information that will help you compete in the search results. So if you would like to get a sneak peek of exactly what Sales Samurai can do, why I love it so much, what makes it so powerful. I created a YouTube video that will give you that overview. So check that out. It will be linked in the podcast show notes for you. And so Sales Samurai is a very reasonable monthly membership that you're going to want to maintain because you're going to do this research constantly in your Etsy shop. And they have very generously given me a 20% off for life coupon code just for you guys. So you get to start with a free trial, but go through my link so that they'll give you that lower rate for as long as you stick with the service. We all need to save a few bucks here and there. So the code is how to sell your stuff. There's no spaces between the words and it's all lowercase. But of course, I will just link their site, the discount code and that YouTube mini tutorial for you all down in the show notes. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys to get your hands on this one. I'm obsessed with it. I literally use it every day. I use it with my clients. We help help them get the edge. And I just know how much it can help you with that SEO game. So I definitely encourage you to give it a try. Guys, I'm not trying to be rude and talk over her and interrupt her constantly. I mean, yes, I am excited, but it, there's a lag on the internet and I'm so sorry, Angel. I am not rude and I do not talk over people constantly. Ugh, TikTok shop is just a whole different conversation. Mm-hmm. Where was I? Okay, so tell us about A-B testing. And also, <clears throat> also, I want to know, do you have tips for tr- how you find early trends? Like what, how do you do that? That's amazing. And do you have any tips for how we can look for patterns like you do like that would not be intuitive to me at all so any of those things you want to talk about i am all ears i tend to go to really high searched like really highly competitive keywords that have like thousands hundreds of thousands maybe even a million like competition and so like it might be gift for her 
or gift for mom, or it depends on like the niche that I want to sell in or women's sweatshirts, things like that, that are really high competition. And I just like, I keep scanning the pages to see if I notice any color trends. Do I notice any product trends? Do I notice any design trends? You know, is like right now, I, I just did one the other day and it's, it's, you know, the, the whole cottage core thing's coming back. It's, it's rearing its head again. You really? know, oh, yeah, cottage core is still huge, um, especially the dark backgrounds with the bright flowers, which are so easy to generate with AI now. Um, in fact, a lot of the listings that, that were that were ranking, you could tell were generated with AI. So yeah, it's definitely things, things like that. I think that's so smart because I'm always telling people like, don't, don't go try to compete with the high com- competition keywords, but you're brilliant angel and saying, but study them because you're going to find patterns and trends and things happening there that then you can go take to the micro niche and absolutely blow up. Literally the night of this podcast airing, I'm running a micro niche magic, like SEO masterclass because so many people are having trouble. Cause I go, tell me if you see this too. I go in to do shop reviews or like one-on-one coaching Mm -hmm. and over and over and over again, I keep seeing the same mistake where everything is so general. It's like mama Mm -hmm. life. You know, right. it's like so it's hard like to my for that. something so generic. And I'm just like, I love your heart and you're making really beautiful designs, but you're competing with 700,000 other listings as a brand new shop. And you're going to be on page like 500 yes. of the search results. We've got to, you know, hone it down. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't use the trending looks, the trending colors, the trending vibes. So mm-hmm. you are a genius. Okay. A-B testing. Go. Tell sure. me all the things. So with A-B testing, I discovered this my very first Q4. I was doing matching family listings and I actually found that keyword um, used doing research. It was a really high search, low competition keyword. And I was like, oh, I can do that. I can do matching family. Is, is it now? It is as long as it's niche down. Um, yes. and it's still, it still is a good, it's still, it's still a good one. Uh, I know I just did the exact same listing. And I just changed out the SEO blocks. And they were similar. It was, it was Christmas SEO that I was using. And I was astounded to see that the same thumbnail with different SEO ranked completely differently. Like one got tons of views. One was a bestseller, made thousands of dollars. The one, nothing. And so, mm-hmm. and it's like, why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and so I learned a lot, a lot about that, about using A-B testing. Um, also, even A-B testing with your thumbnails. So if you have a product that maybe has multiple colors, um, duplicating it in Etsy, which is very easy to do, um, and then just switching out the thumbnail to see if, if people like a certain thumbnail more than others. One of the mistakes that I made as an Etsy seller is that I thought like every listing needed to have a different thumbnail. Um, that's not true. You just need to have a high converting thumbnail. That's all you need. I have seen some of the most successful shops I have seen on Etsy. They're using the exact same thumbnail the entire shop. And it's a multiple yeah. six-figure shop um, because yeah. they found a winning mock-up for them, you know, a winning, you know, a w- high, com- high converting uh, mock-up. It's completely true. I did the exact same thing with the signs. I ended up taking a picture that worked really well. And mm-hmm. I remember going to a graphic designer and being like, I need more photography. Like I'm not a good, I don't have anywhere else in that. And he's just like, why? This looks incredible. Why would you redo this? And I'm like, because mm-hmm. I need variety. He's like, everyone's just interacting with your listing in the search results. when they're, And right. if they go to your shop, all they're going to think is, wow, this is cohesive. And I, it was such a mind blown right. moment. Yeah. Having that, that mindset of like, you, you think that like, oh, you're, someone's coming into your shop and they're shopping your whole, all your listings. It, it isn't necessarily true. Do a few people do that? Sure. But overall, someone doesn't, you know, if they go on your listing, they don't leave it. 
Um, so to them, your your entire shop is that listing. So it's 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 fair listing specific, especially because Etsy is query based um, and search based. It, you know, it's you don't need to feel embarrassed because you know they go into your shop and it's all the same. Like no one's going to notice or care. Um, do you want to switch gears? I would love to know, Angel, about your like when did this go from side hustle? I'm running several several Etsy shops. They're doing great. I'm able to leave my job to you know what? I'm actually gonna get on YouTube and start talking about Etsy. I'm going to become a coach. Like when did that happen? How did that go down for you? That that was mostly because of Cassie Johnson and Jenny from the show. No way. Yes. Yes. Oh we, we all started print and demand together at the same time. We were, we were, uh, were in the same uh, mentorship group years ago. And uh, we, after the group ended, we just stayed in contact, in touch. Uh, we were in Marco Polo together. Um, we're also, um, you know, we'll occasionally meet for a Zoom call, things like that. Um, and they just really inspired me. They just said, Angel, I think we think you would, you would really enjoy this, that, you know, especially, especially with your teaching background, you would enjoy creating content and that you have a lot of value to add to the field. Because I'm actually a very like introverted person. I'm very shy. I don't have a big social media following. I don't, Really, I'm not super active on my own social media um, sites, um, and so it was it was really daunting to me, and definitely like out of my comfort zone, very out of my comfort zone. Because with Etsy, I never would have guessed that. Yeah, the second you came on to the video, you were like, "Hey, I never would have guessed you were super introverted." Yes, I'm. I'm very shy. I'm very shy. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know. You would never know, but I am. Um, but but I've overcome that. I've had to, you know, because of of just life and you know being a teacher and you know working out of college. Like you just have to interact with a lot of people. But yeah, it's 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 definitely in my nature to just like I, I could be a hermit and I would be happy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you were okay. So I totally cut you off though because that surprised me. Um, what were you telling us about the? So uh, yeah, yeah. So- Cassie Jansen and Jenny from the shop definitely inspired me, um, and, and they just they were over able to overcome that. You, you know, just the whole. You really just don't know. I don't even know where to start. You know, like, like how do I create a YouTube video? You know, um, how do I make a TikTok? I just didn't know how to do any of it, um, and they just really inspired me and encouraged me along the way. That's awesome. I think that I know. Like, you're not on YouTube every single week, constantly posting, but your stuff always has so much value, and I think like. I actually think you really could even blow up more. I mean, you're already, how many, you have look, what, almost 5,000 subscribers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is it over that now? Is it past that? It, it, it's, just, it's, it's under 5,000. That is amazing. I mean, but, yeah. but like, you're so trust, like, you're so trustworthy. You're so relatable. Like, I love you as a brand. Like, obviously, you and me, two peas in a pod. Do you want to, oh, can we talk about your, uh, your tax resources? I love that video that you recently did because I get this question all the time and I'm, I'm the kind of person, um, don't talk to me about legal or taxes because I'll uh-huh. glaze over and I hand it over to my husband and I'm embarrassed to say that, but you know what? We all have to stay in our lane. So tell us, tell us about that. And I will link that video as well. I should make a note. But um, what you just came out with with that. Sure. So I just get a lot of questions about like starting an Etsy shop. Like, do you need an LLC? Do you, do you, should you apply for an LLC? Um, so in the video, I just go into like the benefits of having an LLC, but that you do not have to have an LLC to start an Etsy shop. Oh. But there are benefits and, and some uh, safeguards to that. And then also um, just a, as a new seller, I was really intimidated by taxes and doing oh. my taxes and I didn't feel prepared. As an seller, I'm intimidated by taxes. Yes. I didn't feel prepared. I didn't understand estimated taxes and how those worked. And it was all just really scary and new to me. I also was like, 
I was really surprised too, after my first like couple months of selling on Etsy, I discovered I was pricing my items way too low. And I just didn't realize that like I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I was missing out on profit because I thought, okay, I should, I should, should price my stuff at this amount. And I thought I was getting more profit than I actually was once at all, like I sat down and like calculated it. And so I just discovered that right away, that's really important to track your income and expenses, which was hard to do, especially as a print and demand seller. I had this tool that I created. It was, it's actually inspired by Cassie John- Johnson because she has a, some, something similar that I actually um, helped. I actually promoted her product too. I just wanted to add some things some things to it, like estimated tax schedule, tracking mileage, tracking um, your, um, shoot, what is that called? the home home office expenses, which is a whole nother t- topic because I just didn't understand any of it. And so I just really wanted to create a tool that sort of was all encompassing. That was very inexpensive. It's only like $24 and um, that, that where sellers could, could track all of this information. And so I actually worked with a CPA. I worked with um, a special, a Google sheet spread spreadsheet specialist um, to create wow. this whole, whole new tracking tool. So then, so as, as an Etsy seller goes through the year, they're inputting their expenses and their income so they can keep track of it. And then what? How do you use that tool for tax season? Um, so it, it will generate, a, like a, it has um, a dashboard where it generates like their year end, like year end profit, year end um, expenses. Um, and so they just give that to their accountant and they can tell, and it will tell you right away what your expenses and um, your income was. Because you, as, so- as, a small business, you're only taxed on your actual profit, not like your revenue, which which I didn't understand as a new seller. <laughs> so you have all of this already calculated. So you're not dealing with like a pile of receipts and trying to figure everything out and yes. probably losing out on expenses that you didn't catalog. If you kind of do it as you go, you can kind of input them in the spreadsheet and then Etsy will get you your 1099. And even if you do your own taxes, it's just going to save you a bunch of time because you're going to be organized and you're going to have everything input. You're not going to miss out on write-offs and you're going to have your data right there to put into TurboTax or to give to your accountant or whatever you need. Correct. I think that's huge because so many of those things exist on the market, Angel, but they're not necessarily specific to Etsy sellers. So they're not going to have line items for expenses and things that would be specific to us that wouldn't, like a general accountant or someone else creating that spreadsheet wouldn't know to include for us. Correct. Correct. And yeah, it, it's, it's definitely, it's, it's good for digital sellers or print and demand. There's a spot to put your print and demand expenses. If you do print and demand, it's, it's pretty fairly editable, editable. So you can change um, out what your expenses are each month if you have, if they vary. And I just, I love the fact that it also helps me cu- keep track of my, what my estimated taxes will be um, based on that this year's tax schedule. So for this year, it would be the 2024 tax schedule. Um, and so that's, I, I found that really helpful. All right, friend, this one is for my people who want to build and scale an Etsy shop for physical products. You may not know this about me because I've run and talked about all different types of shops since launching the podcast, but I actually got my start on Etsy in physical products, and to this day, I consider that my expertise. My very first Etsy business was a handmade shop for wood signs that my husband and I built, painted, boxed, and shipped, and we ran that puppy for six amazing years and made hundreds of thousands of dollars with that shop. I will never forget it. I'm so grateful. I know what it's like, and I know how to build a successful handmade business. 
It can be really hard in the beginning, especially because the physical part of the product creation takes up a lot of time and energy. And then you have to pair that with like having to develop the actual skills of getting people to buy them. It's a whole different mammoth of a ball game. So if that is you, you're planning a physical product shop or you've got one that's not getting the results that you want, you need my flagship Etsy course. It's called Listings That Sell 2.0. And I will literally teach you everything I know, every secret up my sleeve, and the entire strategy that I used, and now hundreds of other students have used as well to get sales on Etsy. We're going to talk about how Etsy works and how to leverage the algorithm, how to find pockets of demand so that you don't list your products and just get crickets. I'm going to teach you everything about SEO or search engine optimization, which is just a fancy way of saying I'm going to show you how to use the right words on your listings to make sure that they get seen by shoppers. We're going to talk about product photography tips, shipping, pricing, shop setup, legal and tax basics, and so much more. You're also going to get access to my private student Facebook group which I am in every single day answering questions and we support and celebrate each other all the time. So bottom line, if you want to make this Etsy thing work for you, I have over 20 hours of training waiting for you so you can master the Etsy marketplace or fill in any gaps of knowledge that you need. Or if you are strapped for time, which is 100% where I'm at right now, and you just need the bottom line, I've provided a fast track roadmap so you can get through the most critical lessons in under five hours. If you are ready, Let's do this together. I'm going to hold your hand. You can visit the link in the show notes to learn more, and I will see you on the inside. That's so smart, too, because I remember in like the early years for me, especially when I didn't understand all of these things, I would get to tax time. And as an employee before, I was used to getting money back, right? Because I'd already prepaid. But when you're, I'm, I'm making this extra simple because it was a mistake I made as a new seller. But when you're running your own business, you're not paying taxes as you go, like it's coming out of your paycheck. Yes. So you end up owing taxes rather than getting a um, a refund, which is what I was used to. And I remember it came time and I, I actually didn't have enough to pay my taxes because mm-hmm. I'd had a good year. And um, I had to go on like a payment plan with the IRS. It was super intimidating and overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So to be able to see if I had known that and I had tracked it from the beginning and I could see, I could then make sure I was setting aside from every deposit from Etsy the right amount to make sure I yes. was able to hit that that number. Yes. That's so smart, Angel. Yeah, well, it's really tricky as a print and demand seller and you, you, people can get in trouble because... Um, you know, as a print and demand seller, you're paying everything up front as far as like the, the item cost. Um, oh. And so when all that money hits your bank account, you're like, oh my gosh, I got 10 grand this month. But it's like, okay, you have to remember that a good, a good chunk of that is going back to your credit card to pay off your credit card because that was the revenue. And what people do is they basically, they spend their revenue and you should not do that because you have to keep in mind your taxes and then paying for the product. So yeah, you do have to be careful. No, I, I, for sure, like if I'm just going to expose myself, like I can really struggle with that sometimes. Like I, um, you know how in bowling, like you can have the bumpers if you're a kid or if you're me and you can't bowl and you need the bumpers so you don't never hit a pin. Yes. Like that's what I need with my income. I have to put in place bumpers, safeguards, mm-hmm. like, like cross checks as I go. So I don't end up in a problem down the road. I've gotten much better over time, you know, mm-hmm. but because I just, I just didn't learn, didn't know these things, but that is amazing. Thank you so much for yes. creating that for us. Like we, we need that tool. Um, what else? I know your website, you offer a whole bunch of different Etsy services. What else would you like to share that you offer to help us? Sure. I have a, a new planner that I just created. So if you want, want to track Ooh. your income and expenses with a PDF, if you prefer to do that, um, and it can work with like good notes and things like that, that I have that available. 
And then I also do one-on-one coaching. I also do Etsy shop critiques um, or audits. Um, currently, I don't have those open all year. Um, if, it gets, if I get really busy, I, I turn those off and my coaching calls off if, if I just don't have the availability. But right now, I do, I do have those open. Um, I also do um, SEO critiques and then just like list, like, like just in, individual listing cr- critiques. So if someone doesn't want, want like their whole shop done, I can just like critique one listing. That's so helpful, especially if people are on a budget, but they know they need some other eyes on it. I've never mm-hmm. thought like that's, I, I don't offer anything like that, guys. So Angel is your girl. And you have a few where you'll actually write the SEO for a list? I w- will re- re- write, rewrite, I can't yeah. say the word, rewrite it. Um, we're just just using um, really good um, data data and research, you know, looking for high search, low competition SEO SEO opportunities. That's awesome. So uh, you guys, I'll get you in the in the show notes. I will have a link to that tax video so you can grab that. And I'll specifically link the um, that tax, uh, would you call it like a, a spreadsheet? Uh, it is an income and expense tracker. A tracker. Okay. I will specifically link that, but then I'll otherwise just give you her website link so that you can go look at those different services because I, I don't know a whole, a whole lot of other Etsy coaches that do all of the, like, that's amazing. You're just, you're just offering choices and people really need that in this day and age. So that's wonderful. Where else can people find you and connect? Obviously I have to link your YouTube channel. I mean, yes, yes. Life. YouTube. I'm trying to create really high value content on there. Um, that just helps people, um, just helps them in their business their Etsy business. I, I do a lot of content about AI being a successful Etsy seller, um, trends, trend spotting and things like that. So a little bit of everything. So definitely check that out. Um, and then I'm also on TikTok. Oh pa- yeah. Passive, right passive income angel. <laughs> Such My name is name. so cringe. Like when I, when I made it originally, I was like, oh, this is cute. I, I like this. And now I feel like it's cringe, but it's, uh, it's too late. It's I'm, too, I'm, I'm too invested in the brand. I, well, I, I didn't realize how um, controversial the word like passive income is, especially oh, related okay. to like Etsy and print and demand. And it is, I didn't realize that at the time, because to me, print and demand is like so passive compared to starting a business, you know, and building it like a hand, like a handmade business, because it's so much more automated, um, especially if you're just a digital seller too. Um, and so I just thought it was a perfect name, but now I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of cringe, but that's okay. You know what? Um, so first of all, I don't, I don't think it's cringe. Um, just, just one girl's opinion at all. I think it's brilliant. And I think that your name is so sweet. So guys, what she's talking about is like in, in like the world of economics and business, passive income is considered something like when you, um, invest in real estate and it grows in uh, value and then you're going to, you'll make money off of it. Something that true passive income requires no work. Whereas even a Etsy digital product shop requires some work, but we refer to it, it's like semi-passive because once you've created the product and it starts selling, then you don't have to do anything. It's the, hey, if you've been like me and you have had to paint reclaim wood signs, I have to get the wood, I have to harvest the wood, I have to process the wood, I have to build it into a sign, I have to sand it, I have to base paint it, I have to put the lettering on it, I have to do a top coat, I have to, it just keeps going, I have to wrap it, I have to box, that is the most active work ever. Whereas if I create one AI digital art piece that I'm selling, then it's just cha-ching and I go, yay. Or just sell it over and over again. You know, you don't yes, have to do the work I'm, again. <laughs> to me, that's like so passive. <laughs> and I've got a hundred other things I've already got to do. Yes. It's the best. So um, that is why she's saying it's controversial is that some people will be like, that's not passive. And okay, we're mincing words, but compared to being a jewelry maker or things like that, it is more passive. So I support you, Angel. I think passive Thank you. Angel is really <laughs> 
And um, I think that like people and their semantics can calm down. It's just, just my opinion. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming on and hanging out with me. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. I'm so glad to meet you. I'm so glad we do this. Thank you for putting up with me being extremely awkward because of the internet connection being unstable and me talking over you. You've been an absolute gem. <laughs> no, you were great. You know, this was fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, totally threw me off my game, but you had my back. So you guys, thank you for tuning in. Please go check out everything that Angel is doing. She's just, she's going to be your vibe. She's, she is down to earth. She is so caring. She's so generous and she's just very practical with her. She, you're going to love, you're going to love everything that she's got out there. So go check it out. And until next week, go make something awesome. I love you guys. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap on this episode of how to sell your stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.